newscast. Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Hello. With his uh, meteorological degree, Sean Rima is here to tell us what's going on with our weather. Mr. Well, meteorologist Sean Rima. Meteorolo- meteorologically <laughs> speaking. <laughs> so, so far, so good. It's really stinking wet, man. It's really stinking wet. The rain has tapered off a little bit in yeah. the past half hour or so. But it's bad. You need to be real careful out there. And you really don't have a degree. No, I don't. I'm just kidding around. Right. Uh, I became a weather nerd when I started flying. Right, it's right. My thing, man. Well, that's kind of important when you're way up there in the sky. Yeah, you the got weather thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't. Uh, right now on the east side, I wouldn't recommend light airplane travel for the moment. <laughs> so kind of avoid that a little bit right now. Well, it's bad. I was very lucky in that I just missed that big shutdown on 410 by one exit. Bandera, yeah, Bandera dumped me out on uh, 410 right after that. Yeah, because I'd still be past you. Yeah. I'd still be sitting there, man. Oh, you would be. It's, yeah. it's, it's stopped. It's dead. It, yeah, it, it, it ain't moving, man. No. Uh, that's 410 at Evers. The, the the big one that got me this morning, and I, again, I think I was going 40-45 on I-35 yeah. southbound. Yeah. And I got right here to the 410 cutoff at Walsham, and it's a lake. That's 218. <laughs> it stopped 218-wheelers. Right, right. And you, you can't see it at that time of day. This was 2 a.m., so you can't see it. right. And it's a lake. It's like hitting a wall of water. It is, yeah. It certainly so is. Cars damaged. I got to go, you know, get the car fixed this morning. Oh, that so sucks. Drive it. Yeah, I mean, well, it's just, you know, be careful. Because uh, the other thing I noticed on four ten, if you're going that way, is it's very hard to see the lanes uh, for whatever reasons. The oh. lanes are very poorly marked, so you got to be really careful that you're staying in your lane. It's got to be real focused on it. That is a major point to make, yeah. particularly on thirty five and sixteen oh four, where. All the construction is going on, yeah. Because they have not marked the new lanes. Uh-uh. So go ahead, sneeze. So they, <laughs> they, they have moved the lanes over, right? And they just recently did that, like last oh, it's last horrible. week, sixteen oh four, terrible. Yeah. yeah. And again on thirty five, they just changed them last week, right? So you don't really know where the lane is anyway. And we had a caller this morning say, "Why aren't they using that reflective paint?" I don't know. I don't know why I this city. <laughs> I don't know why this city does anything that it does. It's it's impossible to figure out who these people are because they don't have our safety or our transportation as a top priority. Apparently not. No. Or the warmth of our children in the uh, in the local no. in the local schools. They don't care about that either. That's so right. It's San Antonio last, so you got to be careful and watch out for yourself, man. And Take a, it easy. There's a lot of places that uh, are shut down or have high water right now. And uh, what, I, what I do recommend is that you, like, Google map your destination. I do that right. b- before I come in, and you see me do it before I leave to go home. Sure. Where I type it into Google. It tells me, you know, how long it's going to take. And right. Are there any red marks between where I need to get. Uh, it's all I, red marks well, today, it, Trey. <laughs> it's going to be an issue. And so I would have you check that wherever you're going to be going. And as far as the weather is concerned... Up and down is the way this is going to be for the next three days. So we're, this is going to pass on later this morning, early part of midday. And then again tonight, another strong round comes in. Rock on. Overnight yeah. and tomorrow morning, <laughs> right, right? Right. And then it goes down again, and we, you know, we'll, we'll be dry. And then it comes back Wednesday morning the oh. same way. Fun times. Yeah, so we're up and down on the range. So more on that uh, coming up for you. 
Um, so now we're to do. Uh, Ron Santis got out over the weekend. Yes, he did. Endorsed <laughs> Donald Trump over the weekend. So now it's down between Trump and Haley in New Hampshire. Could she win? Yes, I don't. Uh, I don't consider that likely. The reason she could eke out a win or get closer to him than a lot of people are thinking is because of all the stories I saw over the weekend of of all the Democrats uh, that have uh, organized. That's one thing Democrats can do is they can organize. Yeah, right? they're hell yeah. on wheels when it comes to organizing. Right. Fist in the in the in the air and all yeah. that stuff, right? So uh, they have organized to turn out the Democrat and never Trump vote for Nikki Haley in New Hampshire, <laughs> trying to I guess figure that he if he loses in New Hampshire he's going to fold his tent. Trump is the nominee. Stop yeah, it. he it's his it's his game. It's it, his contest. He is man. the nominee. She's going to be out after South Carolina. Yeah, I mean it, their evil plot to you know, prop her up against him. I don't think is going to work no. because the margins are way too vast. Uh, between Trump and her, I'm just sick of her. To be honest with you, I'm just I'm kind of sick of her. Uh, I I thought the way they handled I think I thought the way Ron DeSantis handled it was beautiful. Like, he said it like I don't have a clear path to go. I don't want you guys volunteering and spending all this money if there's not a clear path. And now we got to get together and uh, and and get Trump into office. He endorsed Trump. Trump has been playing this beautifully. No bluster, no name-calling, uh, very conciliatory, very magnanimous. He, he's a very smart guy, ran a great campaign. Uh, he did tell Fox that he's not you know, likely going to be the VP choice, which I think we all had kind of figured out anyway. I hope not. I hope not either. But, you know, I, I, it's, it's a brilliant chess move on Trump's part to be handling it this way because uh, he always takes it back to Biden. All right, he runs out. I'm paraphrasing, but now, now it's we gotta we gotta fight Biden. Biden's the the worst president we've ever had, and I absolutely agree. And he's the bad guy. And I think the way Trump is is handling these people dropping out is beautiful. He's he's really playing it well. Particularly when you consider that once again over the weekend, uh, Joe said the quiet part out loud, which <laughs> yes, people with did. dementia tend to do, yeah, and that yeah. is say things they're you know talk out of church. He has, he's been saying this for years now, so ever since he became president, actually. He has been saying that if you're a patriot, <laughs> yeah. and you believe in Thomas Jefferson's quote, which I'll paraphrase, but the tree of liberty must be watered by the blood of patriots, of patriots right. he, he's, and tyrants. And tyrants. He, he's obsessed with that line. And, well, yeah, and he can't even say it anymore. No. Uh, he slurred his way through it, and then he said... The blood needs to water the blood. And, I mean, just <laughs> n- nonsense, right? right? But the one thing that he does get right out of that is, yeah. hey, man, listen, man, 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 not a joke. If you're going to fight the government, you better get yourself an F-16. Yeah. Which says to me, if he keeps m- saying those things, he means to use excessive Hitlerian tactics and forces against the American people. I think that's why he's saying it. I think he wants something to happen. I think they all want something to happen. And the fact is, if they illegally keep Trump out of office, something is going to happen. Uh, but they may be overplaying their hand with this F- F-16 thing. But he certainly is fixated on that idea. And it is a window into his soul, and really the collective soul of the entire freaking swamp. You're little people. That's it. You don't mess around with us, little people. Correct. We'll put you down real quick, man. And a lot of your Gadsden fly nonsense is going bye-bye. That's exactly what the implication is. I don't think they're going to wait for something to happen, Sean, to, to be honest with you. I think that they have branded what what they brand MAGA and extremist right. MAGA and all of that. 
as being uh, Nazis. They, 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 sure. They, they call Donald. They out now call Donald Trump Hitler. And if if somebody is Hitler, then you are in your own mind and in the minds of your followers, you are justified in using any means to stop Hitler. Sure. Right. Sure. Absolutely. And so that's how they have now branded conservatives, Trump followers, and Trump himself. Uh, in the public mind, and they would say, you know what, we're justified using F-16s, and I don't see that happening, but excessive force against well, citizens. sure. Yeah. The, the implication is, we'll put it down. Whatever you do, we're going to put it down. The question to ask yourself is, who's acting like Hitler? Who of the two people, whether it's the two movements, let's say Trump uh, v. Biden, okay, of the two, who's actually conducting business like Hitler? Who's making Hitlerian choices? There's only one name you can attach to that, and that's Biden and them. They're, they're, they're the worst fascists in the world. They hate freedom. They hate people like you and me and the folks listening having civil liberties and having a voice in their government. They despise that idea because at the end of the day, they're horrible snobs apart from being, you know, freaking evil. So, yeah, I have no doubt that they want something to happen so they can put her down. They, they laid the foundation of this with January 6th. And that, and that's the game plan. So they're, they're going to keep poking that bear, but you know, I, <laughs> you ain't never poked a bear like this before. Well, and and I don't think they're going to wait for something to happen. I think I, you're right. I, I think yeah. they're going to do it. I think they're going to say, "You people are bad." You know, you are domestic terrorists, right? Yeah. And I think they plan on more arrests, just like they did to J six people, and locking them up, and using the force of the government to do so. I really believe that they already have that. Whatever's going to happen, I can't predict politically who's going to be the running mate with Donald Trump, and is Michelle going to get in? And there's a lot of right, talk about right. that, and all these kind of things. I can't predict all that. The only thing I can predict for this year is a lot of chaos. <laughs> yeah, there well, will be a lot yeah, of chaos. it's going to be a bumpy ride, man. And, you know, but uh, uh, I think ultimately the way they keep him, keep him out of the office is they deem him to be a threat and right. dangerous. That's right. That's However they do that, that's going to be the way they go about it. Well, you know, George Soros' son, who's now running the organization. Oh, I heard about this. What's yeah. this? He posted a meme with $47, the number 47, <laughs> Yeah. which if Trump is reelected, he'll be president number 47. right. right. And then the next side of it was a bullet hole and a windshield. So you had 47 with a bullet hole. Uh, I know how I interpret that is that, you know what, if he wins it, they want to take him out. How else would – there's no other way to interpret that. That's correct. There's no other Uh, way. And that is a threat from Alex Soros to a former president, right? Right. And if a former president is threatened in such a way, there would be an investigation by the Secret Service. But you know what? He won't be investigated. No, because they own half the government already. That's exactly right. (laughs) All right, more Where Rima coming up. Be safe out there. It is extremely wet. A lot of problems on the streets, and it's going to continue off and on for the next three days. So where it is flooded is going to remain flooded because there's not going to be any more. There's nowhere for the water to go. So it's just going to pile up and stack up over the next uh, couple of days. More details on that coming up. Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC. The right choice for your family if you woke up this morning and the heater is not working in your home or if you've got a plumbing problem in your home this morning. I know that's a headache. We all know that's a headache. But it doesn't have to ruin your day. You get in touch with Quarter Moon and they'll get a truck out for whatever the situation is. Whatever the situation is. All of their service trucks, whether it's for the plumbing or for heat and AC, they are all fully stocked. They always have expert technicians aboard and master plumbers in many cases. 
But the one thing you'll never have come to your home is a commissioned sales rep trying to sell you something. These are just really good guys at Quarter Moon who want to fix your plumbing, your heat, or your AC issue. So if that happened to you this morning when you got up and you noticed, uh uh-oh, something's not right, their phone number is 210-651-5899. They're there all the time, ready to roll a truck your direction. Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC. Rain around this morning, a high today of 60, then a rain slacks off a little bit later, comes back tonight and tomorrow with a high tomorrow of 68. Flood advisory this morning and a lot of problems out on the roads. 48 degrees now, KTSA. Good morning, a lot of closures. FM 1071. Got a text about a bad four-car accident on Eckert right there at Marshall, near Marshall High School. Try to avoid that area if you can. That's my hood. Oh, that's near me. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, be careful out there. Um, well, we haven't had any any tranny news in a while. You want some tranny sure. news? You want to uh, get on the tranny trip here for a second? Trans golfer Haley Davidson is one step closer to being admitted into the L. What is it? LBGA or whatever the Ladies L- Golfing L- Association. LPGA. LB- LPGA. Last time I went golfing, there was like a, a plaster mermaid I was uh, trying to uh, get the ball <laughs> pro, towards. Pro Golf Association. So pro it's Golf the LP- Association. Yeah, he yeah. won a big champion uh, championship or a tournament over the weekend. He's a dude. He's been a dude. He, he uh, started to transition at, in 2015. Uh, he's had the snip-snip. He's had all the stuff. And so they say he's eligible. But routinely, he beats women. He claims, and I say he because he's a dude. He claims he's worked very hard to get all the muscle off his body, Trey, so that he can fairly compete with women. And yet, I think in this tournament uh, uh, or, or some of these competitions, he tends to track, you know, the lead and the the runner-up is like 150 points behind him. Now, I'm not pathetic. a big golf guy, but, I, but that's a pretty big, you know, lead, I would think. It's huge. He's a dude, man. Yeah. And he looks like a dude. You know what? He, he, he looks like a dude. You look at a picture of him, that's a dude, man. Mm-hmm. It, you know what this case proves is, once again, you can't change biology. No. It, it's an impossibility. You can call yourself anything you want. I can call myself a monkey. But you know right. what? I can't swing from trees. <laughs> it's an impossibility. You can try. I can try. But, but I can't you swing ain't going to be trees. a monkey. I'm not going to be any right. good at it. Uh, m- much less, I can't change my skin color. I can't become something that I'm not. Right. right? And... The nonsense of this is is corrupting our youth in America. It's just totally destroying children. There's a the 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 fight against our children these days is something that we as adults should be ashamed of ourselves for not stopping and shutting down. But instead, there are a whole bunch of liberal nut jobs and weirdos out there who are pushing this stuff. Well, yeah, they they are, and and you know I think most normal you know most uh, uh, average folks who are watching this stuff uh, play out. Like me, like like me, I have no problem with how you want to live. But there's two issues with the gender thing. The obsession with the kids. You are screwing up kids. You are screwing them up with this trans stuff. And I'm sorry, competing against women in women's sports. I think most people wouldn't give a crap how you dress or how you want to live your life. If not for those two things and and the bathrooms and all that stuff, the uh, women being abused, biological women being abused by these people, you know, it, 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 again, if you're just living your life, most people don't care. But you keep dragging in the kids, and you keep trying to erase women as a result of it, and it's not right, man. 
Well, I think the long-range goal here is to actually destroy enough of our youth where the country's affected by it. The country will be affected by it. It will. I happen, think it already right? is. The yeah. long-range goal is sure. to you're going to raise several generations of really screwed up people who are going to, and it happens time and time again when they get to 25 or 30 years old and their brain develops, they look down and go, what have I done to myself? Well, yeah. They, and by they, then it's too late. They get into their early 20s when you're transitioning yep. them that early. And, man, it's going on a lot more than people realize. Oh, it happens all the time. Yeah. And I'm against the term transition because that's an impossibility. Yeah. I call it mutilation. And that's exactly what it is. If you're doing it to a child, look, we don't allow kids to vote. We don't allow them to buy beer or cigarettes. Or guns. We don't allow them to buy firearms. We don't allow them to drive until they're a certain age. Why in the world would we alter their bodies and mutilate? That's what it is. It's mutilation. Sure. Why would we mutilate their bodies beyond anything that could be ever be repaired? It's nonsense. It's stupidity. And you know, we're always told, well, you have to be sensitive to those who want to live no, their I life. Don't. No, I don't. I have to be sensitive <laughs> I don't to you. I have to be sensitive no. to nothing, man. Right. And so you want to live your life that way. If you're an adult, you're making an adult decision to live your life that way. Just fine. You don't need me to be sensitive. But leave the children and girls' sports alone. You know, somebody said, I forget who it was who said this last week when they were talking about this tackle football thing, and we've got to ban tackle football because it's too dangerous. Nonsense. So let me get this straight. Okay. You're concerned enough about their health that you don't want them to play tackle football but you do want to transition them surgically when they're younger than that that makes sense doesn't it right (laughs) well see that's the attack i'm talking about yeah and and to me it it is an attack on the country well sure okay so what do you do when you take a bunch of boys right and you soften them up you make wussies out of them by banning tackle football Right. right then you got a bunch of guys who can't fight they can't stand for this country. I'm talking about when they become adults. Oh, right, right. Because you make a wussy out of them when they're five, six, seven years old. Well, they're going to be a wussy at 40, 45. <laughs> they are. So that's time we stop that. It's nonsense. Well, I, I, nonsense. I think the trans thing is it, it serves them on a couple of different levels. You could politically demonize people very easy with the transphobic thing. And I think it's also normalizing nonsense because really what they want ultimately is a couple of generations of stooges who won't ask any questions, who won't question anything they hand them, even to the extent of saying, hey, gender is fluid. I mean, they've gotten a lot of people to buy off on that. How stupid is that? A lot of people are buying, whether they believe it actually or not, a lot of people are buying off on that lie. And I think ultimately that's the goal, is to get people to, to accept absurdity or whatever you hand them. Without question. I, I, I say what Elon says, and that is if you really believe that DEI is the way to go and this trans nonsense is the way to go, then Popovich, get yourself three or four white chicks who are five <laughs> foot two, right. right, the size of our wives, to play <laughs> basketball on your team. Yeah. Let's yeah. see well, how you well first, that works. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let me tell you about our friends over at BG Products. Are you protecting your vehicle against wear and tear, costly breakdowns, and those repair bills that can be out of sight? Well, the way to do that is with BG Products. And BG has products not only for the inside of the engine, but to clean the fuel system, to get all the junk and gunk out of the fuel filters and out of the the spray jets and everything else to make sure that you are saving money every time you fill up. And by the way, 
with BG products. They can protect your radiator system, your coolant system and all, brake system and everything else by using their products. And you don't have to install it. In fact, you can install it yourself. They only do it at those shops where you have your oil chains and stuff. If you want to find out more about these products and about BG, like I did years ago, I used them in a race car, now I use them in a street car, just go to bgfindashop.com. Visit your neighborhood oil chains place. They'll have the BG products there for you. Quality. Here at John Wayne, it's not just a... Come on, KTSA. Uh, look, there's a lot of stuff going on in the streets around town. We'll oh, talk yeah. more about it a little bit later on. Uh, some of the major areas, though, 410 and Evers in that area there, 1604, just basically wherever they have the barricades up and they're working, that water has nowhere to go. Right. So it just stays between the walls, if you will, and just continues to pile up. The thing about it is it's going to come and go over the next three days, and so this is it has nowhere to go anymore. There's right. no more... It's not the ground's not going to soak up anymore. It's all going to be runoff, and that means it's going to be on the roads. Thirty-five southbound over here at uh, four ten south, or four ten, and uh, and Walsham Road has been a lake all night long. And when I say a lake, I don't mean a couple of inches. Right. I mean thick, deep water enough to stop two eighteen wheelers dead in their tracks. Right. That's there. pretty deep. Pretty deep. <laughs> so please, uh, you know, I would Google it ahead of time wherever you're going to go. We'll talk more uh, about the city and its failure. Uh, we were just talking off the air in just a minute, uh, or we were just talking off the air a second ago about Nikki Haley and how media is doing all they can do to try to prop her up. Now, mainstream media is doing that because they don't want Donald Trump to be the nominee. Right, right, right. Because Donald Trump slaughters Joe Biden in a head-to-head in all the polls right now. So they want Nikki Haley, whom they think that Joe Biden can beat, or whoever the Democrat nominee is. But the other reason is, Sean, they have to have this be a race so that they have something to sell advertisers. Because <laughs> if this, if the race is over, think about it. There's no debates. Yeah. There's no next month at another debate or another you know, uh, primary somewhere that, where, they, where they could sell their all-night coverage of, okay, Bill Hemmer's at the back now, and look at that. You know, right. What, what now, are you going to have to sell if it, it's over with? What, once, it, once Haley drops out, it's done. which is going to happen, right. the only way any of these people are going to get their audience numbers back up is they're going to have to interview Trump. Well, They have to put Trump on the air. And if there's no primary, if it's over because Donald Trump is right. the primary winner. Yeah, there's no more debates. There's no it. more of this crap. You know, They have no more primaries, so the interest is gone at that point. So they all need Nikki to do well, and, and she's just not going to. No. <laughs> she's I not going to. Well, you asked me off the air, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow night? And I'm not a big political analyst, you know, but I, 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 my own, I just go from the gut. She'll maybe, you know, bring that gap a little down, you know, maybe between the two of them. But it, she's not going to win. It's his to win. It's, look, this is the battle. I'm going to say it, and people are going to roll their eyes. This is the battle royale between good and evil. Trump represents good. Biden represents evil. This is what we're talking about. Nobody else matters, in well, my opinion. No, no, no. That's exactly right. First of all, Nikki is going to get close to him if she gets close to him because Democrats, yeah, never Trumpers. You know those people. They have a. They've already set up their machine. I was watching all the stories over the weekend. They have enough Democrats that are going to go to the polls yes. and, and vote in the primary for Nikki Haley. 
This is the, the the Democrats' obsession with Donald Trump is is you know bordering on like you said it. It certainly is evil. It's good versus evil, but it's also a sick obsession. They really oh, are sick about they this are, guy. Right? You know, I mean, he he got into their world, yeah. and got into their heads, man. Right. So I I do think that she's going to get closer to him. I do not think she is going to win. No, and I think she's going to be out at South Carolina. That's her home state. She's going to lose her home state. And when she does, she's done. This is Donald. Yeah. Why screw around anymore and waste money and time? Just say this is Donald Trump, and it's time to steamroll whoever the Democrats are going to put up. We all need to get behind Trump. And Trump's been saying it. He hasn't been trashing anybody else. And this is, a, again, a brilliant philosophy on the campaign trail. It's all about Biden. Biden's the bad guy. We have to defeat Joe Biden. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. And everything that he represents. Right. Um, I want to talk about something other than politics briefly. Sure. North Carolina. There's a school over there that has now taken the mirrors out of the bathroom of the middle school. <laughs> I heard about that. <laughs> I th- you know, th- I think it's a good idea, and here's why. <laughs> Kids, uh, the latest TikTok challenge. Now, you have to understand how TikTok works. TikTok is owned by China. Right. In China, what they send their kids through TikTok and the TikTok challenges all have to do about education, science, math, the future. Those are the kind of challenges that China sends to their children. They're preparing their kids to kick our ass is what they're doing. For our children, what they send us is stupid stuff like knock on doors in the middle of the night and beat doors in in the middle of the night, eat Tide Pods, so right. right? So they've got several that kids are doing in school that involve these mirrors, and they go in the in the in the bathroom, and on an average, students use the restroom between three to four times a day. However, since TikTok came along, they're using the bathroom nine and ten times a day, not to actually use the bathroom, but going in there and they're filming with they're the using the mirrors to yes. film themselves. That's correct. So this school, in middle school in North Carolina, is banned. It's a great idea. Kick, take the mirrors out. And they're saying that kids are, are, um, are, are you know, getting back to class and doing what they should be doing. But here's where this story got interesting for me. They talked about what DeSantis was able to get passed over in Florida, which allows the schools to take away the phones during school, oh, yeah. school yeah. hours. And parents were so upset. My little baby oh, can't man. have their phone in science or math class. I can't. We all survived, didn't we? We, we all didn't have it. phones in school, Mr. Right. Man, and we did just fine. And so here's what they're finding out in, in Florida. That kids, because they don't have their phones with them constantly, they're talking to each other. Uh-oh. They're Can't talking to each other. They're interacting with their you know, peer group. Humans are talking Social to humans. Interaction. That's, right. That's right. exactly right. Well, you know, it is a drug. The phones, social media, all of it, and, and we're all hooked into it one way or the other to some greater or le- lesser extent. And if you got to take the mirrors away, I mean, because my first reaction was, oh, God. But if you have to do it so little boogers won't keep making TikTok videos, no focus more, well, I guess that's what you got to do. Right. It's sad that we have to do that, that we've allowed it to get to this place. But if it works, do it. You, know, you, you guys lost the right to have a mirror in your bathrooms because you couldn't just check for asparagus in your teeth. You had to start doing video production. Well, and the parents are upset, you know, because you're taking away my oh, kids. Oh, they'll be fine. Interaction. Yeah, they're just going to be, uh, yes, there's they'll no problem fine. here. And, uh, and, and, yeah, I mean, what was happening, the kids were not going to class. They were missing class so they could be in the bathroom doing these stupid TikTok right, videos. Right, right. 
And uh, and what do you go to school for? Do you go to school to make TikTok? <laughs> this this is my question for the parents. Why do you send them here? Do you send them here for a new place to make TikTok videos, or do you send them here to try to get an education? Well, but there's a, a great uh, one thing I've noticed. Yeah, there's a trend now with a lot of parents that their little cherub can do no wrong. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. How dare you take away my kid's phone? Absolutely. I gave that kid. I gave my kid that phone. It's not. It, it's not. You, you, you don't have the right to take my kid's phone. I mean, that's how a lot of parents react these days. That's I'm right. just being honest that's with right. you. That's right. That's right. I've got a little insight into this these days. I mean, there's a lot of parents who. Their kid can't do any wrong, and if you look cross-eyed at your kid, they look cross-eyed at your kid, they're the ones who are in trouble. They're the bad guy. So I'm sure it's going to screw with a lot of parents' heads. But you know what? Your kid will survive without their damn phone for a few hours while they're in school. A lot of people won't even know who Penelope Cruz is, but she's, a, she's oh, yeah. an actress who was married to Tom Cruise yes. for a long time. Yeah. She said last week her kids, one of them's 9 and 10 or 10 and 11, they don't even have phones. She does not allow social media. She doesn't allow phones. Their brains have not developed. Right. And so, you know, the first age that we can even have the discussion is 16. That's the first age. Wow. So until then, they're just not. And you know what? Good on her, that, man. I, it's, I, that's awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, they are. They're addicted to, to, to the phones. I mean, they just stare at the damn phones or the tablets or whatever. They just stare at them constantly. And you you couple that with an educational system that really has been recalibrated over the past few generations to indoctrinate rather to, than to educate. They're not they're not being somebody posted one of these questions on Facebook. You know what what should be taught in schools these days that's not being taught? I said critical thinking. So, but, but when the goal is you want a generation of stooges, this is how you go about it. So at least one school district is saying. Well, no, we're going to draw a line in, in the sand here because it's turning their brains into freaking mush. mush. It really is. It is. Hey, Bridgehead IT, now they are great science experts when it comes to IT. At Bridgehead IT, they're not just another IT company. They are a trusted IT partner for your business. And really, they're dedicated to providing technology solutions that will empower your business at Bridgehead IT and help your business thrive. They don't believe in quick fixes. What they do at Bridgehead IT is take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and then they put together customized solutions. They're really great people over there, and they do everything, by the way, when you need expert network administration or cloud migration, IT infrastructure optimization, and so much more. They do it all for you at Bridgehead IT, bridgeheadit.com, and on the phone, 210-477-7999. An accident with a company car, truck, SUV. FM 1071. Well, it's 750 with Ware and Rima, KTSA, going to the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Carl Eggers, creatingrichardlives.com, is joining us. And Carl, as, the, uh, as politics and the p- political season is in full swing and we're looking at New Hampshire in the primary tomorrow, um, how is that affecting the markets, if at all? You know, currently it's not. Um, I think, uh, well, let me let me rephrase that. It might be in the sense that if you believe the Federal Reserve is political, and, and I'll go on record as saying I think they are typically for the incumbent, not necessarily for a Republican or Democrat. So, and, you know, what they've been doing lately is saying and changing their tune, saying they're going to drop interest rates. And so the markets love that the last three months. And so if you believe that is is political and it's slant in terms of trying to help a particular candidate like Biden, then, yeah, it's having having an effect for sure, because obviously 
you know, if you're if you're going into an election, you want everything to be rosy. You want inflation coming down. You want oil prices coming down. You want all these all these things happening. The stock market going up, and we're getting that currently. The question is, is it going to be around in November or not? I mean, one of the things that's happening is people are banking on the fact that the Fed is going to cut numerous times in 2024, and literally in the past week, we've seen the odds of a March cut drop by 50 percent because things. Things are, aren't justifying them to cut rates right now. Inflation's coming down pretty fast right now. And so what's happening is that that's causing them to say, well, maybe we don't need to cut rates. And again, they're not saying much right now, but the market may start to say, well, wait a second. We thought you were going to cut rates, and we, we may have an issue with that. But in terms of the politics, I mean, things will start to heat up from the stock market perspective, I think, later in the year. I think we all know who the who the particular candidates are going to be. So I don't think the market's been shocked by what's been going on this weekend. Um, as far as the S&P and the record high last week, why do you think that is? Um, I think, number one, <clears throat> things haven't fallen apart. You know, I mean, we had interest rates jacked up dramatically over the last couple of years, and everything's held in there. We're going to get 242 companies reporting profits this week, and that's going to tell you, are these companies struggling or not? If they're not struggling... That means people are buying their stuff, and they're still able to pass through those those costs to consumers. I saw a stat today, Trey, that uh, the, you know, the auto insurance inflation is at a 47-year high. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, people are people are paying these raised prices so far. Now, again, albeit people are struggling a little more, we know that. You and I have talked about that for months in terms of excess savings going down, yeah. people dipping into their – they're not able to refinance anymore because rates are higher. When does that take full effect? Is it just people complaining about inflation, or is it actually changing their habits? Right now, it hasn't changed their habits just yet from what I'm seeing, just in in aggregate of all of retail. Once it starts changing their habits and people start maybe having trouble with their jobs, that's when we start to see, I think, things really start to struggle. Very good. Carl Eggers, CreatingRicherLives.com, KTSA. And it's 7.53 with Ware and Rima. Well, just when you think things couldn't get worse, Trey Ware. What happened? Just when you, th- it's, it's the apocalypse, I'm con- convinced. No doubt. Normally, at this time of year, guys like me would be getting, you know, really excited because it's crawfish season uh-huh. coming up next month. Right. Mud bugs, man. Mud bugs, baby. Yeah. There's two things I look forward to every year, mud bugs and baseball. Okay. Well, according to uh, folks in the uh, fishing industry, if you will, the seafood industry in, in Louisiana, uh, are saying that because of the very, very, very hot summer, combined with the very, very cold weather we've had recently, the crawfish uh, harvest this year is going to be pretty crappy, which means the prices will be driven up. Uh, apparently, during the heat, the mu- they're mud bugs, so they got to live in the mud, and the mud was very dry this year because of the uh, very, very hot summer, so the mud bugs couldn't uh, find a home to sleep in. So apparently they're really small so far, and they're having trouble. They're they're predicting that a pound of crawfish this year could be around twelve or thirteen bucks. Now, how how does that normally fare? Normally, it's around seven dollars. So double, double. And when I first started eating mud bugs in Texas, which was ten, twelve years ago, they're around four dollars. But so there's a natural market increase. But this year, yeah, it's twice. They're, they're looking at twice as much as what you would pay for a. Uh, a pound last year, and they're not going to be very big. They're, so, they're going to be kind of lame. So will you pay it? Sure. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll pay it's, it. It's like the price of cigarettes oh, for I'll a smoker. It. I don't care. You well, charge yeah. $200 a pack of cigarettes, and I'm going to pay it because I'm going to smoke, baby. I don't, I don't live in South Texas and let a year go by without eating okay. some mud bugs. Well, and that's the deal. I mean, it, it, whatever the market will bear, sure. right, kind of like the discussion with Carl a minute ago, uh, if enough people do not eat mud bugs this year, do not eat crawfish this year, then the prices are going to come back down. I think it's the eighth seal that's being broken. Well, I think it's a sign of the apocalypse be. that the crawfish or the crawfish season is going to suck this year. I had somebody send me a couple of receipts. Well, a couple of people sent me receipts over the weekend of their fast food bills. No. Well, how much? Well, like Whataburger's up 50% on this God. one guy. Same bill, you know, one, yeah. one, one to the other, and he's paying 50% more for the exact same food that he paid for a couple of years ago. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about inflation, right? Oh, and, yeah. And, you know, just well, going rampant everywhere, and you're still feeling it. You know, Badly. I mean, you you used to go to the fast food joints to save money, right? Because you get the combo meal, and the combo True. meals are just as much as if you were sitting down in some some restaurant. So you're not really saving any money anymore by going to no, fast you're not. food. No, you're not. It's expensive, man. Right. I'm trying to think where we went over the weekend. My wife and I went to uh, some places to get something to eat, just the two of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, where was I? guys? I can't believe I already, I've already forgotten. It wasn't Tinka Taco, but it was something that we normally do that isn't very expensive. And it, it, wing stop. We went and got a bunch of wings. It was just the two of us, mm-hmm. two people. We got two ten-piece wing combinations, and it was like forty, forty-five dollars. Well, that's what I paid at Bill Miller's yesterday. God. I just ran through Bill Miller's real quick, right? Uh, and it was just for Nancy and me. Right. And I, there wasn't a lot of food. You know, I had the two-breast chicken order. Right. And she had the number four, which is the chicken tenders. And I did throw in a couple of slices of pie, and I was way north of 30 bucks. Wow. Way north well, of 30 bucks. Well, that's why when they're out there talking about how great the freaking economy is, uh, you know, which is their standard thing, right? They just lie and say the economy's sure. going great. It's not. People are living this stuff. You You right. can't lie your way out of this crappy economy. Not when no. people are living it every single day. No, and, and the stock market itself, you know, just kind of circle back to what Carl was talking about. Stock market itself is nothing but hot air. It's built on hot air. It's emotion. Sure, sure. Right? Psychology. And that's it. That's all it is. There's yeah. no reality to what the stock market is. So if if you're if you're thinking that the stock market is the be all end all for your retirement for the long haul, you need to do some serious investigation into where we are because there's nothing but smoke and mirrors at this point. Smoke and mirrors go poof after yeah. a while. Yeah. yeah all right. Do. Quick break. More wear and Rima coming up. KTSa. My name is John Clay Wolf, and I'm the CEO of 550 KTSa and FM 1071. So it is extremely wet. we got a lot of problems on the roads, and we'll continue to get you that information as uh, time goes on this morning. High Water Rescues, thanks to uh, all of our first responders for what they're doing, uh, trying to save the lives of people around San Antonio. Um, so Joe, uh, after he insulted half the country <laughs> on Friday by saying, I'm going to... I'm going to water you with a with an F-16. Right. You know, just the the nonsense he continues to talk about. Yeah. Um, he took another long weekend. He's not expected back in D.C. until late tonight, early tomorrow morning, which will be Tuesday. <laughs> Typically what he does, he'll leave on a Thursday, come back on a Tuesday. Right. Typically what right. he does. Four-day work, a four-day weekend. Yeah. Almost every weekend. Every weekend. Yeah. Uh, last weekend he was at uh, Camp David. The week before that, he was at Rehoboth Beach. The week before that, for 12 days in St. Croix. In fact, he has spent 432 days, 40% of his presidency, <laughs> laying on the beach. Uh, but, you know, Obama, who's really the president, is okay with that because he don't want him here. He don't want him around yeah. where he can screw stuff up because when Joe opens his mouth, he screws stuff up. So they, they're they cool with him going to Rehoboth Beach. But here's my question. Rehoboth Beach and Wilmington are how far apart? You're from there. 
Uh, probably about uh, 25, 30 minutes or so. 25 or 30 yeah. minutes. Um, yeah, well, roughly. Well, the, maybe close to 40 minutes. The yeah. great climate change zealot known as Joe Biden right. spent the weekend flying helicopters back. He didn't fly the helicopter, obviously, on helicopters, going back and forth between his home at Rehoboth Beach and his home in Wilmington, really? Delaware. <laughs> yeah. Now, it seems to me at, wow. at, at twenty-five <laughs> to $30,000 an hour. That's, yeah, that's what know, it takes to fly those, and that doesn't include the personnel, right? Like just the, you know, uh, the, the Air Force One is about two hundred grand an hour. Uh, plus, you got personnel that have to drive yeah, because they have to take all those black cars to pick him up. And God, you'd stuff. only be up there for a few minutes, I would think. Well, <laughs> that's right. You're, What's no. the point of taking the helicopter? Exactly. I mean, if it's a forty-minute drive, you get in the car and you go forty minutes. He takes the helicopter because he loves all that kind right. of adulation and that superstar rock stardom. Right. But, you know, I don't want to hear coming out of his mouth anymore about how bad the environment is and you're killing the planet. Here's a guy no, they... that tells you that you can't drive a gas-powered car, you can't cook on a gas stove, you can't have a gas water heater in your home. He's telling you right. this and, and making it so... And yet, he's flying all over between his two homes in Delaware, a 40-minute, 30-minute drive. Well, yeah, it's got to be like a 10-minute helicopter ride. Right. That's about know? what it is. That's about what it is. That's ridiculous. Well, it is ridiculous. And uh, and so I don't want to hear this climate. This climate uh, that's what we should call it, climate. Because it's climate. a climate. It is a climate. It is a climate. Right. It's a scam. Yeah, it is. So well, I got look, look at Davos. Look at how many, how many vehicles of any kind, land, air, and sea, are required to get all those rich a-holes uh in sweden for that amount of time you know but that's little people stuff again it's not how they travel trey it's not how they Correct. use energy it's not about their carbon footprint because they're fighting the great cause okay mr man they're saving the they're saving the planet so if they gotta they gotta take some heli- very expensive helicopters or private jets to where they need to go to get that message out there you little people need to shut the hell up I don't know that Joe could ride in a car for 40 minutes. Maybe he can. I mean, you know. Maybe he's in, you know, he can't hold it that long. I was going to say, how long does it, how long does a depends work? The, well, there you go. Before What's you the absorbency rate? Um, you brought up World Federation, World Economic Federation right. over in Davos. Uh, the leaders this weekend at Davos, and they broke up over the weekend. The leaders were asking the people from, you know, from various countries, how do you plan on Trump proofing your economy for your country? <laughs> right. How do you what what are you gonna do in your country to Trump proof your economy? And of course they had various answers and so on. European Central Bank President Christine Lagarde said, I think the best defense, the way you want to look at it, is you have to attack. And to attack properly, you need to be strong at home. So being strong means to have a strong, deep market, having a single world market. Yeah. That's what these people are Well, that's are the goal, at. baby. <laughs> and so they brought That's up, the goal. That's it. Yeah. And so they brought up this other thing, which is very interesting. Follow this closely. The World Health Organization director oh, yeah. said over the weekend, this is this guy named Tedros, right. said over the weekend... You need to get ready for disease X. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't know what disease X is. We have not ad- identified a disease X, 
much less symptoms, lethality, etc. But I can tell you, he says, it's going to be 20 times more lethal than COVID. How do you know? You don't know it. You don't have a name for it. It hasn't been identified. There's no disease that's even presented right, itself. Right. But they're making this stuff up, and here's why. They have this world, um, this world, well, with the World Health Organization, this document that they're trying to get all the countries to sign off on. Sure. Okay. Essentially, what that document says is, if you have, if we have another COVID nineteen, then you you have to donate a certain number of money, you know, a certain amount of money. Yeah. And the United States has the largest burden. Right. In this document. As and, usual. <laughs> and you give up your sovereignty because the World Health Organization will say how you handle this in your own country. So we'll decide if you wear masks, mm. if you're six feet apart, if you get you know mandatory vaccinations, if you lock people up who say I'm not going to get the vaccination. All those things are in this document. And this is why Tedros said this this weekend. He said, we have to get this done by May because they want it done before the of election. Of course they want it done before the election. So <laughs> we, we have to get this done by May, which gives up you know your uh, freedom and your sovereignty. Uh, so you know, here's the threat. You either sign this and turn over your sovereignty and a whole lot of money, or we unleash X on you. Yeah. You know, I mean, you don't have to be Columbo to figure out what's going on here, you know, with this. Because it's a very it's a very bizarre bunch of statements. I was looking at that over the weekend. Because he couches it in this idea that, well, no, there's no uh, uh, virus X right now, but we just had a global pandemic, and uh, these things tend to mutate, and we just, we need to be ready for the next one. But I'm with you. I think they already know what the next one is. <laughs> And they want to get this crap signed. They want to get this crap established so they can unleash this thing and basically screw up the American election again. Everything that's going on right now is about the election. I was talking about that on Friday about, uh, you know, they had this panel discussion uh, with the guy from the Heritage Foundation kind of stirring things up. But the panel discussion was about how, what is the impact of a Trump win on the, in the next American election. Trump, Trump rules everything. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's mm-hmm. all about Trump and what he represents. So, yeah, uh, what is it, Virus X? Is that what they're calling yeah. it or something uh-huh. like that? Yeah, yeah I- I'm sure they got one in the shoot ready to go. It wouldn't surprise me. Well, I believe the last one was intentional. To me, this this is out-and-out extortion. Because sure. what he is saying is, is give us a bunch of money, right? Money. It always give comes us, back to money. money. Yeah. Uh, U.S. money. Yeah. Give us a bunch of money. And then give us your sovereignty because they get to tell us how to live our lives during the next pandemic or else... We're going to unleash this, is essentially what he's saying. If you read between the lines, that's oh, what he's sure, saying. Oh, sure, absolutely. If, if you want us to keep it at bay, then you'll sign off on this. If you don't, well, get ready, baby. All bets are off. And if we don't have all those American dollars, we may not be able to contain this that's thing. That's exactly what it is. We may not be able to do it. It's called man. extortion. That's exactly what it you is. You know, when the mafia comes knocking on your door. I want 20% of it. everything you make. Exactly right. Burn this place to the ground. And the World Health Organization is the mafia. So they Kinda, really are. They yeah. act like it. Uh, well, you know, it, you know they're, they're mafiosi who want a world order of, of some course, kind. Of you know, They want everybody under the same government. That's ultimate. And, and climate change and pandemics and all this stuff is just uh, the excuses. These right. are the justifications for doing this. 
And yeah, I read the statement. I was like, "Damn, yeah, this guy's shaking us, shaking us down, man." Yeah, that's what. Not in a fun way. So we'll see. Not in a fun way. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you about Safe Showers. One of the really great things about working with Chris and Joan Edlin is Safe Showers. They're the local owners here. They change lives with their showers. How is that? How do you change a life with a shower? First of all, it's a safe shower. So low step up entry, a non-slip floor. No more stepping over a dangerous bathtub to try to get into the shower or anything like that. And then number two, they look great. I'm talking about designer colors and fixtures and features. I'm talking about grab bars if you want them. I'm talking about seating and shelves and stuff like that. Lighting they can put in there. All kinds of stuff they can do that make it look fantastic. In fact, you can improve your bathroom and the look and feel of your entire bathroom for a fraction of the cost of a bathroom remodeling job. Plus, it's a safe, safe, safe shower, and that's so important. And you can always get first responder, veterans, and senior discounts, and a great interest rate if you want to go ahead and finance it through them. They'll get you a great interest rate as well. That's safe showers. Get a free in-home estimate of what it's going to take to put a safe shower or showers I know people have put two and three in their homes so far. Safe showers. 210-655-1111. Rain around this morning with a high near 60. It's going to you know, kind of slack off a little bit later on. Then it comes back tonight and tomorrow morning. Then it slacks off again tomorrow and comes back Wednesday morning. High tomorrow, 68. High today, 60. Right now, it's 48 at KTSA. Good morning. We still have several. Day 20 at KTSA. What's on you? Well, I got something. Uh, I want to get your reaction to this. This is interesting. Pew did a recent survey. Pew. Pew. Ooh. Pew research. Pew. Uh, four in ten, roughly 41% of all Americans uh, believe they are getting more spiritual, but not necessarily religious. 24% say they're getting more religious. Or the point being that more people are identifying now as spiritual rather than religious. Uh, age-wise, it's like it's roughly equal for younger and older folks, but older folks do tend to drift towards religious, and I'm more religious. But this is what I found interesting: the largest group, according to Pew, that they surveyed, who are saying they're getting more spiritual rather than religious, are evangelical african-americans i just i find that interesting why i I don't know okay i i i think uh, i mean the whole spiritual versus religion thing has been kind of percolating for a while Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people like the term spiritual more uh and like the life uh of a spiritual walk more because they don't want to get up and go to church they don't want to go you know be involved with the church community uh, I think it's almost necessary. I mean, I'm getting to the point now where I'm really, we're looking at you know churches that we can get involved with because I, I need the reinforcement. Mm-hmm. But I think it's very trendy and cool right now to say I'm spiritual, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's a lot of distrust of organized religion. Mm-hmm. I think that's been growing for a long time yep. as well. Yep. Uh, and so that's kind of where we are going into this mess this year. You know, I, the, <laughs> I mean, the, I'm just kind of. Why do you think African American evangelicals would identify as spiritual? I, I really don't religion? know the answer that's, to that. That's one. a weird one. I, I know reading George Barna and other demographers, Christian, right. you know, and and those who do uh, studies, uh, and I mean endless research projects, right, into spiritual life in America. We we're having a major change in our country right now. We're going the way that that. Um, uh, Europe went for years, you know, getting away from established religion. Right, right. 
Uh, Europe gave up on that. They got very liberal in their churches where they started to accept yeah. a lot of stuff that a traditional church would not accept. Yeah. And a lot of people ended up leaving, and now we're paying for that. And so I, I read a book probably, I don't know, 12, 15 years ago called More Jesus, Less Religion. That was the <laughs> right, name of the right, book. Right, right, right. And the whole point of the book was don't focus on the religion so much as focus on a relationship with Jesus. That was the point. I think the religion should enhance that. I think sure. that should be the goal is Absolutely. to have a personal relationship with Christ. I've Absolutely. always believed that. And and being a, in a faith community for me has always been about reinforcement. Yeah. And fellowship, you know, and hanging out with other Jesus freaks, you know, I like that. But I think the religion must be in support of that idea. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people are just scrapping the whole religion thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's a lot easier, right, to sound spiritual, you know. But you, what, sure. what does that mean? Right. <laughs> what do you do? Well, that is, that is the next question for those demographers and those people doing the surveys. Okay, so what when you say that, define what you mean by spiritual. Right, right. right. Is that you're, you're you know, uh, focusing on a one-on-one intimate relationship with Christ. Right. Or are you, you know, praying to a crystal over in the corner of your bedroom? Which, what, what does that mean to you? you right, know? right, right, right. I think for a lot of people, it means I do yoga twice a week. Well, it could be. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that people are that way. Right, you know, right, and that's right. a religion to them. Yeah. Some people, politics is a religion. Sports yeah. is a religion. You know, or, right, or right. whatever. It just depends on what they call their religion. But, um, you know, when you look at when you look at how re- the, the the place that the church has played in in American life since before we were a country, mm. right? The church did everything. It was so responsible for a lot of great things that went on in the oh, community. Oh, sure. They were the doctors and nurses. But they know. get a bad rap now. I mean, yeah. the, the, the media and popular culture loves to slam religion, Absolutely. especially the Jews and the Christians. Right. Actually, only the Jews and the Christians are the ones that get slammed True. by anti-religious types. Uh, I, you know, this is the longest I've ever gone without actually being a member of a church. And so we're, we're really looking into it these days because for me growing up in the church, that made all the difference in the world. So why have you been without one? Do you know? I just, you know, life just took, took on some speed there once I met my wife in the past 10 years went really quick. And we, we, we do things like we go to the Oblates and light candles and we try to maintain some, but you know, it, it, once you get involved for me, it's a real commitment. Once you start participating in a faith community you know it's only really going to work for you if you go all in yeah and you those people for me growing up they become uh, your second family sure they do um and so what we've done thus far is just kind of do it between ourselves and like i said we go light candles and we pray and all that but i know both of us my wife and i want you know are, are hungry for you know another community whether it's catholic or it's sure. you know whatever it may be well, I, again, looking at this year, let's just take right. this year as an example. It, it, I think it's impossible to predict um, how things are going to go politically and socially this year. Mm. It's going to be, uh, you can't, with any kind of scientific precision, say this is what's going to happen or that's right. going to happen. Right. I think you can make some generalized ideas about, you know, Trump's going to be the nominee and Biden probably won't be. They're probably going to have to bring somebody in because of his decline, so on. You right. can make some generalized thoughts like that, but as far as specifics, how it's going to go and where it's going to go, the only prediction I'm making is chaos, which leads me to my point about religion. We are going to need each other more yes. than we ever have in this coming year because we are facing, I believe, 
a year of unrest, a year of chaos. I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't know if that means a new COVID. I don't know if that means another summer of love where Black Lives Matter is burning everything down like they did in 2020. I don't know. I, and anybody that tells you that they do know, they're lying to you because nobody <laughs> yeah, knows. Yeah, nobody yeah, knows right. what the elites have planned for us. Now, they know because they planned it out. So we're going to need each other more than ever before, and we're going to need a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's, that's well, I think community you. is good, too, and getting into a church. I mean, look, Christians and Jews are in the crosshairs right now. You know, the closer we get to the election, Roe v. Wade's going to be coming up even more as another reason why these evil religious people are a threat to society. I mean, the zealots, uh, zealots, just like what they're doing to the Jews right now with uh, with the Israeli Gaza war. That's right. So, you know, you, and, and for me personally, the only way I get through any of this crap is through faith. The only re- way I've gotten through any of the crap I've already been through was because of faith. So I, I feel bad, actually, for people who don't have that, and they're going into this period of time. Because right. it's going to be dicey, man. It's already dicey. Well, it's incumbent upon us, uh, people of faith, who have that personal relationship with Jesus, to make sure that everybody understands that that relationship is available to them, too. Sure. It's not exclusive. It's not a club. Right. You, know, you, you, can, you can be a part of this as well, and you're going to need it. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to need a relationship really going to need it. Yeah. Or, you know, and, and that's what I tell people. I tell people, because I think talking about your personal experiences is always the best way sure. to evangelize or whatever sure. you want to call it. It's Absolutely. like, hey, the more connected I am to God and Jesus and my faith in Christ, the better I seem well, to do, well, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, you know, my, my long road of all kinds of stuff that's happened to me, I couldn't have done right. it without him. Yeah. No way. So let God, man. Yeah. I'm just letting God take the steering wheel. So, all right, quick break. More Warren Ryman coming up. You know, Hess Fitness Products with a great lineup of Hess, of uh, fitness gear for you, for your home, so you can wear out. Well, like a day like today, okay? Last thing in the world you wanted to do on a day like today was get up and drive over to the gym in the pouring rain and avoiding the lakes and the rivers that are on the streets of 35 and 1604. Right, you could uh, you could work out in the quiet, comfort, and safety of your own home if you have equipment from Hess Fitness Products for over forty years. Hess has been here, best warranties, best price guarantee, and fitness consultants who know how to work with you to pick out the right plan and the right equipment for you to work out at home and just leave the nasty weather where it belongs, and that's outside. They're online at HessFitness.com, or better yet, stop by, say hi, tell them Trey Ware sent you. That's Hess Fitness Products, 281 between Thousand Oaks and Brucala. Hi, Danny Bowes here from Southwest Metal Roofing System. Rima, 837 KTSA. talk about race for a minute sure i think race is a tool in the hands of those who want to separate us in order to um, conquer us right sure um and i think barack obama is one of the prime examples uh you've said many times that barack obama had a great opportunity and uh and and instead of bringing the country together separated us well that's that's kind of his plan all sure. along, it always has yeah. been, and it's and it's true of of a lot of the elites. In order to suppress people and control them, you divide them and conquer. Read Sun Tzu, divide yeah. oh, and conquer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So anyway, kind of a funny thing, uh, and then I'll get more serious. Um, Lavar Burton, Kunta Kinte. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, <laughs> he has a white Confederate 
uh, soldier in his ancestry. <laughs> There's this show, I guess, where they look yeah. at your ancestry, right. and yeah. uh, they found out he's got a honky in his family <laughs> that, tree there. It's so funny because, <laughs> because he is, you know, he's virulent about all this. He's, he's pretty liberal, yeah. And, and, and a racist, I think. I think he's a racist. I don't know enough about him. I, but I think he, so. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, but he didn't like this idea of wow. having a white dude from a Confederate soldier in yeah. his ancestry. Um, Wrap your arms around it. That's your reality. Well, and, and we're all a bunch of mutts. With this sudden, we're, <laughs> remember John Winger from Stripes or Bill Murray? We're a nation of mutts. We are, okay? We are, man. I, I have black ancestors in yeah. my lineage. In my ancestry, I right. have black. So, and and you, you've seen a lot of athletes, black athletes, and so on, named Ware, right? Right, in the NFL right, and stuff. right. And so, <laughs> it's, we're just a nation of mutts. We need to get over skin color. As as I've said, I think you have too. Skin color is the dumbest thing to judge somebody. My on. Just well, stupid. I right? was raised on that idea that yeah. it's stupid. It is. And, it, and when it, and when I got old enough to use my own brain, it is stupid. Well, it's think a about stupid it. way. Your your skin color has no more to do with who you are personality wise than your left butt cheek. You man. didn't decide it before no. you came into this planet. It's stupid. And you can't do anything about it now that you're here. So it's the dumbest thing to judge somebody on, right? Um, and so, you know, they use that, again, as a tool, a weapon in their hands to divide us. I'm not real sure I'm going to watch the Super Bowl this year. And it pains me to say that again. Oh, what's going on with that? What's, uh, well, I don't follow football, but I heard something about this. Once again, the NFL has announced that they're going to play or have somebody sing this uh, Andre, a- Andra Day, uh, she's an R&B artist, sing, lift every voice and sing. They call that the Black National Anthem, mm. and they're going to have her sing that before the game, like the real National Anthem, which is the Francis Scott Key National Anthem. The Francis Scott Key National Anthem is not a white National Anthem. It's not a brown no. National Anthem. It's not a black National Anthem. We have one National Anthem. It's a National Anthem of our country. It is not lift every voice and sing. That's not a National Anthem. We have one. We have one flag in this country. We are to be e pluribus unum, out of many, one. That's what we're supposed to be. Right. Right? And when we get to that idea, then we can really, really make progress. But as long as we keep giving in to those who want to separate us with black national anthems and all that kind of stuff, we're never going to make any progress. Well, again, I think most people are already there. I think most objective, normal-thinking human beings are not racist and don't want to be racist and don't want to live in a racist country and don't want to vote for racist politicians. Uh, but again, it's it's making an issue out of something where there is no issue. We really, I, a lot of black Americans are coming forward and saying, hey, I'm an American. A lot of Hispanics are saying, I'm an American first. Uh, obviously, the, the Trump platform is America first. We're all one people. Uh, and I think a lot of people are getting sick of this race stuff because it's very obviously politically motivated. Uh, they, they've invented this horde of white supremacy that is just rolling across the earth, and I don't know where the hell that's going on. Uh, I heard Albert call, Albert. I heard Albert call you up and they're talking about how you know people don't get a job because they're black, and some a white guy gets it over them. I'm not going to deny that still goes on, but I think predominantly when you're talking about the American workplace. Small, medium, and big businesses are obsessively stressed and worried about lawsuits. They're not going to start cutting people loose because they're black. They might cut some white people loose because they're white. 
But the whole idea that it, it, you know, we are, I heard you talk about this earlier. We are so far from Martin Luther King's dream. And if you're a white person and you dare say that, well, you've already committed some sort of racist sin because you don't, you don't have a right to interpret Martin Luther King in any way, shape, or form. But that's what the man well, said. Uh, of course that's I do. That's what he said. Of course man. I do. I and we're about right as far from that as planet Mars right now. Right. I, I have every right in the world to, to do that. What you don't have, if you are a person of color, you don't have a right to use words, meaning the N-word and stuff. It's just as bad when you use it as a white person using the n-word we've got to get away from that we've got to get away from this idea this concept that it's okay for certain groups and not other groups uh, albert's call not to pick on albert but his he started out by saying who are you to say we can't have a national anthem in our black community i'm here to tell you you can't but you can have a song and you can revere that so you can call it whatever you want to call it but it's not the national anthem quit trying to balkanize us tear us apart we are stronger together than we are for fighting oh, each other. Certainly we are, and that's always been true. As far as the black national anthem, for me personally, I don't care either way. But whatever you do, don't delude yourself into thinking that because a bunch of millionaires sit around and sing the black national anthem that you've made race relations any better by one molecule in America or that you've lifted up one person from their crummy circumstances because you haven't. I'll, I'll, I'll take it one step further. They made it worse. Well, yeah, you, you're setting people up to, to go at each other. You're really. making you're, it it's, worse. It's a provocative thing to do. As Morgan Freeman said, if you want to get rid of racism, quit talking about it. Right. Because you're right. Most, most Americans, most, the vast majority of Americans are not racist. They don't have no. a racist thought. They don't act in a racist kind of way. All you're doing is you're trying to cause that to happen. That's well, all. It, you're right. I agree. And you, they also blur the lines between prejudice and racism, which I've been screaming about for years, because we all make prejudgments. We all see somebody walking down the street, and we size them up. It's, it's almost... Our feral nature to you know prejudge our surroundings all the time. Racism is when you move beyond that and you take that initial prejudgment, which we all do in every situation, and turn it into a freaking worldview. Okay, and that's what's going on right now. Uh, what's what's a real a really hard position to put people in, and that's the intent is that hey, you're too afraid to have a conversation that you can't be a part of. So we, let's have the conversation about race. No, you can't be in this conversation. You're a white guy. Yeah, right. I thought I was too afraid to yeah. have the conversation. White guys know. You know not what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. it's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that right. if you're white, you're just always going to be a racist no matter what you say. Well, I mean, that's what they teach in DEI, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, they and, do. And, and CRT, that's how they teach it. But, look, here's the deal. I, uh, first of all, as far as me watching the, the Super Bowl, um, I, I, I'm one of these guys that, you know, I'm trying not to do business with those who are doing on on purpose doing things to tear us apart? Right, right. Or, as we've said about Greg Popovich and others, guys that hate me, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and and, and I, I'm I'm really and, and for the past several years, I'm not feeling a whole lot of love from the NFL. I'm really not. I right. just don't think that they you know appreciate me all that much. It anymore. doesn't seem like they do. Right. So why would I why would I support any of that? But I'm also more to the point. What we need now is to stop this nonsense of trying to divide and conquer, which is what the Obama team is all about, 
and let's focus on coming together as a country. Let's let's bring us together as a nation. And things like having the black national anthem, right? Right. That that does more to tear us apart. And I'm I'm with you. I don't care if you want to call it that. I don't care if you do that or if you want to sing it and call it the, your black national anthem. But you haven't done anything to fix the problem. Well, and I've had black vets call me up over the years to say they hate this song and it's it's one national anthem. That's what I you know signed my my name on the contract to join the military for so i don't know i mean it's it's it it, you have so many forces allied along that idea that it is about race and white people are inherently racist and black people do deserve this and that and this and there's a lot of people who believe in that again i believe most americans aren't there most americans don't think that way (sighs) but you have an entire machine right that's at play right now in culture politics economy Mm -hmm. climate change all of it that's it's it's an obsession with race and I don't know how you turn that around. I mean, that's why they're so afraid of getting Donald Trump in there, because black people are going over to Donald Trump. Can you imagine how much easier life would be and what a better place our country would be if all that stuff that you just enumerated went away? You know, this whole climate change nonsense. And oh, it is God. nonsense. It's a crime. It's a scam. It really is. With Joe Biden flying a helicopter back and forth all over Delaware all weekend for the hell of it, right? <laughs> I, I looked it up. It's actually about an hour and a half drive. Well, so? But still, in a helicopter, that's like a five, ten minute flight, I would yeah. think. Yeah. You know, so no, it, so it, drive it, they, it, you know? Well, but but I mean, the point is, is that there, there, there's two Americas right now, and that's what's at play. Sure, you got the America for the elites and the swamp, and then you got the America that the rest of us are supposed to live in, and they are about mm. the business of destroying the America that you and I live. That in. That sounds a lot like China. It does. Well, we are the great mall of China already, probably. They probably own half this country already, they man. Do. They do. All right, quick break. More Wayne Ryman coming up. KTSA. Trey Ware here. Hicks Carpet One in San Antonio. One. 853 with Ware and Ryman. Did you see this story out of Oklahoma? Us radio guys need to be concerned. What's happening? Uh, there's a radio station there on the Oklahoma border and also uh, broadcast to Texas. It's a country music station, and they are currently off the air. What happened? Well, a couple of people uh, decided they needed to sell some copper, so they top, they cut <laughs> one of the guy wires. We have a radio tower right over there. They're really, really tall. Yeah. Uh, and they cut one of the uh, guy wires. Uh, the top 500 fell over, and they went through and grabbed about $100 worth of copper out of the antenna. A uh, hundred bucks caused about five hundred thousand dollars worth of damage for a hundred dollars worth of copper because they cut it up into one into like I don't know hundred feet or t- uh, fifty feet ten feet uh, long rods and they sell it and what they got they they caught them but what they got was about a hundred bucks worth of copper Jeez. but they caused half a million dollars worth of damage to the radio oh, easy. station <laughs> easy so we have five towers here now yes. growing up we had four right right. Two of them have come down, one on purpose. That was number one, which is the first one over there. Right. And when they brought it down on purpose to replace it, they had the night guy. His name was Charlie Brown, Stan <laughs> Kelly. Charlie Brown. Yeah, he was great. He was a great disc jockey, a great newsman. Right. Voice of the Spurs for a while. Oh, wow. And uh, he stood on top of the building and did the whole, it's coming down. Wow. And as it came down, they're very careful how they do well, this. Well, you have right? to be, man. Right, right. And so, but it looked like... Optically, it looked like it was falling on the building. <laughs> so he's on top of the building Whoa. with a live microphone, kind of like the whole Les Nessman thing. Oh, with the humanity. Yeah. <laughs> he jumps off the building because he thinks it's coming down oh, on top wow. of the building. 
But that was the first one. Second one, in 78, we had a storm hit so bad that this tower right here, number two, fell over across Eisenhower. Oh, my God. It was in the middle of the night, uh, about 10, 10 o'clock at night. Damn. And it missed a pinto by four inches. And that's a big, heavy thing when it falls over. Oh, man. Oh, man. So we got, how many we got now? Four or five? We have five. So that's 500 bucks it, worth of copper out there. Can you believe that? <laughs> actually, actually, people don't realize this, but the uh, what's called the antenna array is down in the ground. Right, right. We're on top of it. Yeah. And that's where the expensive stuff is. These antennas just get that but they, out there. They just, sell the copper. They, people are always stealing copper. Oh, yeah. That was a kind of a, a blanky uh, move on the people well, to topple, la- topple over a radio tower to get some copper. Hey, the last time Damn. we replaced it here was a few years ago. Right. And we had round-the-clock armed guards oh, yeah, standing over that copper as, yeah. as we were getting ready to replace it. Because, you know, it was rolled up back then. Sure. And they, we had guys just standing there, armed guards 24-7. Yeah, when my mom's house burned down, uh, somebody, when nobody was there, went and stole as much copper as they could, get off the side of the house and out of the, I guess, the AC system or whatever it was. Sure. People will steal copper, and they'll steal the copper out of your radio antenna. And then, then what they do is they go buy their drugs with it. They go buy drugs with their copper from their radio tower hall, <laughs> and we're off the air. <laughs> oh, God. So anyway, stay away from our towers. Yeah, leave it alone. <laughs> leave them alone. That was in Oklahoma, huh? Oklahoma, yes. Okay. Well, have a great day. Thank you, sir. We'll see you in the morning. I'm going to go jet ski home now. I love you, San Antonio. See you in the morning. Bye.